0: in Barlam, that'd be great. Um, what we're going to do for the, for the next few minutes, my name's Steve, uh, a huge, huge welcome uh, and a happy new year, happy new year to everyone. Um, we're going to spend the next few minutes just talking about reflecting on the last year and then as it's next year, tomorrow, uh, we're going to just think about uh, taking some fresh, uh, how do we do a fresh start next year? Uh, and we're going to hear some stories as well um, I think there's a PowerPoint on there. I think there's something um, on there. So how do we make a fresh start? So I, I'm literally going to be five minutes, maybe. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know how your year's been. Maybe it's been an awesome year, shiny, sprinkly, bright, dazzling, amazing. Uh, or maybe the last 12 months, you'd rather forget uh, But as the new year, it hovers uh, just around the corner, how often, regardless of how this last year went, uh, reflecting with God and reflecting with one another and and dreaming with God and dreaming with with one another can be helpful. Uh, From the first page of the Bible to the last page of the Bible, we see a God who is constantly making things new. He 's constantly making things new for a world that he loves, for individuals that he loves, and, and God is all you see through the scriptures, God is always calling us to a new beginning, a fresh start. Uh, maybe there's a fresh start for, for our own lives, a fresh start for a, a renewed vision, a renewed focus. Um, I just want to say uh, sort of carrying on from our carol service. Our theme of our carol service was Jesus, welcome to the mess. Uh, and so I'm kind of carrying on that, that same theme because that's our life the last, the last year or so. Jesus, welcome to the mess. Uh, I, I just want to say don't allow the thing or the person that gave you the most pain in the last year to stop you moving forward in the next year don't do that Um, the enemy would love for you to permanently get stuck in the pit of your greatest hurt or your greatest disappointment or or your greatest offence or your greatest betrayal the enemy wants you to be stuck in your greatest disappointment or your failure The, the enemy wants you to be stuck in your worst sin, whether that's inflicted upon yourself or inflicted from someone else Uh, let me just read psalm 27 if you have bibles just open i'm just going to read the last few verses of psalm 27 fantastic fantastic psalm uh, to read and to meditate on it says this in verse 13 verse 13 14 it says i will remain confident of this i will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living and here's his instructions wait for the lord be strong and take heart and he repeats it. And wait for the Lord as if to kind of reinforce it. Um, wait, wait upon the Lord. That's, that's my message this morning. Just wait on the Lord. Put your hope in him instead of your circumstances. Instead of the thing that's given you the most pain this year. Wait, wait on the Lord. Um, at the carol service I mentioned if you're, if you're currently not in a mess you're about to be or, or know someone who's about to be. Uh, again, it's not a curse I'm putting on you. Uh, it's just life. Life is messy, isn't it? Um, so what we do is we take our pain, we take your, our fear, we take our worries, we take our anxiety and we put it on the Lord. He can handle absolutely anything. He can handle absolutely anything. that's the truth. Whatever's burdening you today, that God, God can handle you, uh, God can handle it. I want to I make a proposal. Um, I want to just say that God doesn't have one plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. Uh, and He has 400 plans to get you there. He has multiple plans to get you to, to the purpose that He has. Uh, so if you or someone else messed up your first plan, God's got another plan for you. Uh, anyone who uses google maps yeah recalculating 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 um a, a few years ago we uh, our, our old church we went to the middle of kent sort of the middle of kent and we went on the church weekend away and, and some friends used google maps to to get them there a journey which took takes about three hours took them about six because they, didn't, they were just chatting and they forgot to turn when Google Maps told them to. So they got there, but it just recalculated it. It just kept recalculating it. Um, around 15 years ago, Fruke and I, we went to a house of prayer in Kansas City and we met a bunch of people there uh, who would say things like, like that, say things to us like, I f- they, they would come to me and say, I feel like God's called me to prepare people. To prepare God's people for the great tribulation that's coming. As I get older, uh, I call the great tribulation life. <laughs> it's life. <laughs> we don't need to prepare for it. It's life. The Bible says, "Time." The Bible says, uh, "Through many tribulations, we enter the kingdom of God." Uh, topical subject: Jerusalem. Uh, the, in, I was reading Revelation, Revelation 21, 22, talks about the new city called Jerusalem, the new heaven and new earth, Jerusalem. And there's going to be 12 gates of pearl. read that the other day. How are pearls made? Irritations. So we've got trials, we've got tribulations, we've got irritations. Uh, I, wanna, I want to propose, as we enter 2018s, trials, life are the ways we get strong, uh, which is why Paul says he considers it joy to face many trials. Uh, I want to give just three tips as we consider making a fresh start in 2018. So I think the next slide might have it there. Maybe the next slide might have it there. Great. (laughs) Okay. Uh, tip number one: uh, Know that God. So there's three K's. I've done, I've done the kind of typical preachers. Three K. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: probably why it's probably why it's been deleted. Like you want trials, you want tribulations. Here we go. Okay, so the first, the first K <laughs> is no. <laughs> Know that God has a, pl- has a purpose for your life. Know that God has a purpose for your life. And what we want to do is make room for his guidance. Know that God has purpose for your life. And uh, make room for his guidance. Spend some time considering uh, uh, what you and God want, want to spend your life in this new season. So we know that God has a purpose for your life. That's number one. Number two, uh, Number two was knees, kneel, oh here we go, kneel, spend some time considering what, what you and God may want for your life. So number one, know that God has a plan for your life, purpose for your life. Number two, get on your knees and ask God, what, what are those things? But also God gives us the desires of our hearts, so give him some of the, some of the dreams that, and desires that you have. Um, let me just give you some caveat, a few tips in here. In terms of goal-setting and planning, the more specific you can be, the better. So be specific. Be specific about some of those things. Pray about it. Um, To see some goals happen, one of the best tips is to write them down. People who write down their goals see their goals happen more successfully than people who don't write down their goals. So write down your goals. And lastly, number three, uh, there's a bunch of keeps. Uh, keep going. Uh, keep going. Uh, life is going to bring some trials, tribulations, testings. I just want to say keep going. Keep going this next year. Keep going as you make this fresh start. Keep being thankful and uh, keep leaning into God and to other people. Keep leaning into other people for support in this new season. Um, before we move on, I just we wanted to hear from a few people who, uh, just over the year, they're, they're thankful to God for. And what I want to do is invite uh, other people who may just want to spend 30 seconds telling us one or two things that they're thankful to God about. Uh, so we, it's going to seem a little bit awkward uh, as, we, uh, as, we, as we go through this, but don't worry. I, I wonder whether seeker. We've asked a few people now. Sika, give her give her an applause. Now, Sika, tell us tell us about what you're thankful to God for.
2: Well, uh, I'm a bit uh, late. I received this instruction from the Lord to to praise Him in front of the congregation six months ago, and uh, I'm grateful that. Finally, I'm obeying. (laughs) I will start by reading a verse from Psalm 22. I will praise you to all my brothers. I will stand up before the congregation and testify of the wonderful things you have done. And come and listen all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. (laughs) And I, I don't want to speak about me because it's actually a story of all of us. I've been passing through storms, and everybody through storm and in the storm we can't really see Uh, we tend to believe that God is not there and I was reading Genesis and Exodus at that time and this is what uh, the Lord has uh, told me and this is what he wants to say to all of us the Lord said I have seen the troubles my people have suffered in Egypt and I have heard their cries when the Egyptian slave masters heard them, I am concerned about their pain and I have come down to save them from the Egyptians. I will bring them out of that land and lead them to a good land with lots of room and a fertile land." And in the midst of me praying for many things that uh, seems to not be answered, I understood that one of the most important truths was at that time that uh, God is concerned with our pain and even if we see or not see, he's there. And then the second thing he told me in the midst of uh, the storm was that, is he a less god to me than the pagans god was at that time? Uh, As you remember, uh, in the past, people who used to, uh, pagans used to have their own gods, and when that god did not answer to their prayer, they came back to their camp and bring everybody (laughs) there and bring more sacrifices and do everything they could to please their God. And what God told me is that, am I going to thank him? And am I going to praise him only when he will answer to the prayers? What about when he will not or seems to not? What am I going to do? And the verse was from Habakkuk. Even if uh, the fig tree does not bloom and the vineyards have no grapes, even if the olive... Three, face to produce crop, and the fields empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord.
0: That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> thank you, Nalseka. Um Gemma, do you want to come and just tell us about your year or the last few weeks? Yep. Um, Things to thank God for?
3: I this is gonna sound so cheesy, but um my my genuine thanks is him, like the truth that I found in him. Like cause as we know, you pick up the Bible and it's like blah 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 like you try and read it and your head goes all over the place. And it took me a long time to be able to not run from it, to be honest with you. I'd pick it up and my head would go all over the place. And just the truth with the old man and the new man, where it says, um, new wine can't go in old wise skins. Obviously, I'm trying to get the truth in Jesus in my old man, obviously I'm a woman, <laughs> but in the, the old nature, the the human nature, and I was in such a battle, like I'm at a dead end, I'm constantly here crying, why isn't this happening for me, why is this going wrong, why is this prayer not being answered, and I realised I was all self-focused, I was still in human nature, I wasn't in the nature of God, the not me nature, the you nature, so um, that's where my, my thankfulness is, I know it's I could literally go on all day long because i have so many different areas that i could go to like
0: tell me one thing that jesus has done for you the the last month
3: the last month um well it was my birthday and i didn't have anything at all because my partner he doesn't have much money um but then my dad he doesn't usually make an effort to come to me on my birthday ever he's like oh i see you want to see you he turned up with a cake which i was like whoa (laughs) that never happens and then um i got a little bit of money from people but i had to get a bit of um like a lecture i didn't have much to spend for me and um i had like 10 pound left and we was going to mcdonald's and i was like oh my gosh i've only got enough for the kids and um my fiance and i was like oh my gosh i can't have in my heart that i eat and he doesn't and i thought he's gonna feel so bad that he's gonna make me eat. But I want to make him eat. Like, <laughs> so this is just all a nightmare. And I thought, I'm just going to tell him when we get there, when we get to McDonald's, so he can't make a choice. And then I thought, oh, then he's going to get frustrated. And the Holy Spirit just said to me, just tell him now. Just tell him. He said, right, don't worry about it. You eat. I always felt guilty. We took, walked two more steps and found £20. And I never find money. Like, I never, ever, ever find money. And
0: where, was, where was that?
3: This was... Um, <laughs> it was up by Brixton Hill, but... As some people, like I would say it to family members, and they're like, oh, whatever, you found money. It's like, I know in my heart that was Jesus right there and then. Just like, listen, both of you, just just go and have a bit of McDonald's. <laughs> so amazing, it may seem minor, but it was a miracle for me.
0: Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenna. We're going we're gonna to hear from a few more people. I wanted to tell you one story which uh, I will never forget. It will kind of stay with me till the new Jerusalem comes. Uh, so we run a job club here every week. On a Monday, people come here. We have, a, we have a gentleman who comes here, and he's been homeless for about 17 years, about 17 years, and uh, he won't... He, he will just about shake your hand. He won't have people... He won't shake uh, ladies' hands, but he'll just about shake my hand. And he, he came around the summertime, uh, and he, he's been looking for work, not getting anywhere. His CV was basically his name and I want a job. And so he would print out a bunch of CVs like that and give them to potential employers. And so he found it very difficult to get a job. And so he came to the job club and immediately we we transformed his CV. We created a CV uh, for him, and uh, we printed off a whole bunch of bunch of these that he was able to give. And uh, just before Christmas, he, he had a temporary job leading up leading up to Christmas. It was, it was fantastic. One of the things that he said uh, to me was that the only place in Ballam that has an open door to him is the job club. And, and the library, the job club, and the library were the only places that he felt he felt welcomed in. Uh, he he turned up and he said, oh, "I've got some ear, pr- my ear, uh, it's like it's dead. My ear is dead." And he knew, and he, he keeps calling me pastor. He keeps calling me pastor, and I said, "Just call me Steve." For some for some people, I quite like people to call me pastor, <laughs> but for. <laughs> just for the respect. Uh, but for <laughs> uh, other people, I just, no, 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 just call me Steve. And I, all the time, I'm saying, just call me Steve, just call me Steve. He's like, okay, pastor, okay, pastor. And I said, you know, I believe in a God that is a God of miracles. And so we prayed for him. Nothing happened. Uh, I prayed my best prayer. Uh, nothing, nothing happened. The next week, he came back. Oh, and also, during that discussion, he said, I haven't got a pillow. I don't own a pillow, I, I'm really desperate for a pillow, my neck's hurting, I, I really could do with a pillow when I sleep, and so, so that week I we brought him a couple of pillows, which eight pound, it cost us eight pound, and next week he came back and he said, you never guess what happened, uh, we prayed for him at three o'clock, at, he said at five o'clock my ear popped, my ear absolutely popped, and he said, is that a miracle, can I... Call that a miracle for myself, and I was like, absolutely, absolutely, that's a miracle. And he could see his face transform that, that the God who made him knows him and and loves him. And we, he then he then came to the job club. He, he, we then helped him a bit more with the CV. Uh, Anna then, uh, as he left, we forgot to give him the pillow, and so Anna, I remember Anna grabbing the pillow and just running up the. Uh, running up the alleyway here and just giving him this pillow and it was one of the most beautiful pictures of God's love for him that not only is he a supernatural God that heals him but also he's a God that provides for his for his every need and uh, and so since then he's he's just loved church I, I saw him just before the just before the uh, our carol service and he's and I said come to the carol service. Come to the carol service. He's got a real issue that he's not accepted, and uh, uh, and it broke my heart. He said, I, "The carol service; those are for sort of the Christians, the kind of the proper people. I'm, I don't feel included. Still, don't in feel included before God." And I said, "But he's healed you. He's provided for you. He's given you a job, and so it's broken, broken my heart. But we we will see him next week. So pray for pray for Mr. Singh." Pray for Mr. Singh. He he refuses to let us call him by anything else. So pray for Mr. Singh uh, that God's God's continual grace will be be on him and around him. Okay, let's hear for some more stories. Uh, anyone else who's thankful to God for this year? We had a few people who would ask, but they haven't turned up. <laughs> um, <is> that it? <laughs> Like six people. Um, <laughs> is there anyone else here who has got a story that they want to just share about the year or something that they're thankful to God for? Sophie, Sophie, Sophie. Hello, Sophie. Say hello, Sophie.
4: <laughs>
0: um,
4: well, it was earlier in the year, so I moved to London in February, and it was all quite a whirlwind, sort of got the job, and it's, it's great. And then it's like, oh, you start in two weeks. It's like, oh. Find somewhere to live. <laughs> um, so I'd been searching for places to live, and it's it usually something that I'm a bit like, I'd be a bit panicked about, I'm a bit worried about. It's not something I'm very calm about, <laughs> but um, <coughs> I'd prayed about it a lot. And I really felt God was wanting to me to move to London. I was like, I really felt He'd given me that job. So I was like, okay, God's got this sorted. So I was praying about places to live. And it was so calm. I went, like, speed flat mating. I was in <laughs> spare room, like, viewing things, all sorts of stuff. And I was like, yeah, just keep going. and find something. and' be fine. And um, it was amazing because, like, I came to Viv's small group um, before I came to church, actually. <laughs> and um, she's like, oh, just put something on the group. So then uh, Lou got in touch with me and was like, oh, I've got a room for two weeks. And then I just managed to get a permanent room for, like, in three weeks' time. So it was like... Everything just fell into place. I had a room to stay in the whole time. It was, it was brilliant. It was amazing. And it's just like, I think it was that absolute peace that God gave me through that, which was so amazing because it was so not my natural state. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he was so brilliant with that, with the blessings that came from that move. So yeah, I want to thank God amazing. for that.
0: Thank you, sir. thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks so much. Anyone else? Maybe a couple more people. Just come, come on down and tell us something that you're thankful for. Hello. <laughs> What's your name?
5: Uh, Bella. I haven't actually been here before. It's my first time. So hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. What's I going to say? Yeah. So um, this year, I've yeah, I've just really seen how God's kind of um, yeah, like what my dream for my life. He's just kind of making sure that he's right at the centre of it. So so instead of now just being fixed upon, like, getting signed and getting a big record deal. It's got to the stage where I don't actually care anymore about that. Like, I just want, I've completely submitted it to God. And it's amazing, like, how much, um, I don't know what you would call it, kind of grace that gives for God to just then move in your life. Because now, the music industry, like, I don't want, I don't need to um, get the acceptance or anything. And they are just... Um, yeah and then they see, they see that in you and they're like oh you know who, who are you looking up to kind of the most and it really um, gets people's attention as well so yeah I just um, what am I trying to say hopefully that makes sense but and then it's just amazing how in the present day that makes you just so thankful and just can totally be with God like every moment and yeah just be you're so present and, yeah, I just wanted to share that.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? Maybe one, one or two more people. Gareth? And then come, come, come. come, Both of you. Come down, come down. Double ting. Double Hey, <laughs> Ryan, Why don't you kick off?
1: Okay. Um, I'm another person that's come to London. Sorry, it's really weird hearing my voice on there. I'm um, another person that's come to London uh, just this year, um, January was the beginning. Sorry, great mic um, January was the beginning for me, uh, so just pretty close. Um, and that was just all God. Um, I was in America at the time, and uh, the guy who's now my boss called me up and said, do you want to come work for me? And I was like, uh, what do you want me to do? He said, I don't know. I just really feel that God wants you to come work for me. I'm like, uh-huh, okay. I'll <laughs> get some prayer about this. And at the time, the idea of moving to London and working in office was just my nightmare. I, d- I did not want to be <laughs> here at all. Um, I'm a sort of country boy, like, you know, wide open spaces. And um, had some prayer in Kansas at IHOP um, over there, which is amazing. If you ever get a chance to go, go. Um, and the guys there, just they just spoke straight into my situation. They told me You've got a great opportunity coming up. It's not your first choice, but there's so much fruit. And having been there, uh, well, having obviously made that call, come here, I've been massively blessed by the people I work with. It's a company that's secular but run by a guy who just is on fire for God, making decisions based on God's leading, not just on money in the bottom line. Um, I've got a chance to pray in work in a giant office block in a kitchen full of people who don't know God <laughs> and sat there praying, weeping in, in the middle of this, uh, this kitchen in front of a whole load of people who didn't have a clue what was going on, but that was great. Uh, <laughs> and I've run into um, BBC, obviously, and sort of finally finding a sense of community and um, place that I don't think I've ever had before. So it's just been blessing after blessing. So God is amazing. Thank you so much.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And Gareth.: Hi, hi, everyone. <clears throat> so um, it's a bit of a strange story. Um, so it, it's me and my wife and my, and my two kids now, but we encountered Stephen Viv through the uh, kind of a weird situation. We had been traveling for a year um, all around Southeast Asia. We had come back to London. My wife was pregnant with another baby. I didn't have a job. Um, and um, yeah, and we, we always wanted the companionship of a dog. Um, as you do, so we went online and we found this website called BorrowMyDoggy.com, and, um, and and Viv and Steve popped up, and we went round to their house. They got a, an awesome dog named Charlie, um, and it felt, yeah, <laughs> um, and it felt like a bit like an, an interview about are, are you going to look after our dog, but yeah, I mean just such welcoming people, and so that's how our kind of relationship started, and then. Viv invited me to play Frisbee with, um, with the group. And at that stage, I didn't even realize that you were involved in a church. Um, now, I grew up in a Christian household, but I think I, I lost my faith early on, and I kind of haven't, haven't really found it again. But just a series of events occurred that just made me feel, I mean, some would call it serendipity, but it was, there, there were too many things that, that I had to believe that God was calling me in some way. Um, and and eventually Viv invited me to the two-year anniversary, and me and my family came along, and we've loved this church ever since, and I just want to say I'm I'm so grateful for this church and the fullness of spirit to the people here, I think. So we just had our our second daughter three weeks ago. Um, People cooked for us, um, and people arranged food for us, and that was a massive blessing, and I I just words won't explain how much the church means to us and, and, and what you've done, so... Yeah, thank you. And we're really enjoying embarking on our journey um, in knowing God. So, yeah, thank you.
0: Um, every, uh, about four years ago, someone, people were praying for us, and they said, Charlie is going to lead people to God. Through Charlie, they, he's going to help people come, come to faith. So, uh, so we're still there. Hello.
7: Gareth's <laughs> I'm Gareth's father, and I just want to give you some back, back stories to what Gareth's been saying. He said he came from a Christian home. My wife and I had wandered very far from God during the period that we had our children growing up, and we weren't a very good example to them, and uh, probably about 13 years ago, God called, called us both back to himself. And I was left with an enormous pile of regrets. We have three sons who knew nothing of God. I felt shame. I felt regret. And most of all, I felt helpless because we live in South Africa. Two of our sons live here in London and one lives in America. All we could do was pray. And that's what we did. We prayed. And some six years ago, our oldest son in America gave his life to the Lord. He was a swim coach, and one of the swimming mums witnessed to him and led him to Christ. We continued to pray and pray for our other two sons. And then some three months ago, Gareth phoned and said, uh, we'd seen, we, on Facebook, we'd seen him with a dog. And we knew he didn't have a dog. <laughs> so I said to him, who's the dog in the picture? And he said, well, it might be interesting, Dad. His name is Charlie, and he belongs to a couple who run a vineyard church. Well, you can imagine my reaction. <laughs> and I think that, well, I'd like to think that Gareth is the first of many people who would be brought to Christ through borrowmydoggy.com. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, just do me a favor, put your hand on your heart. Just put your hand on your heart. Jesus, uh, our great example, he says that the kingdom of God is within you. I'll just say this out loud, the kingdom of God is within me. Jesus we pray that this time next year we would know we would know that reality more and more and more Jesus when he describes the kingdom of god he, he also says the kingdom of god is at hand just stretch out your hand all the kids can do this as well just stretch out your hand and says the kingdom of God is at hand so it's never further away than your outstretched arm so it's within you and it's at hand it's never this far away Uh, the kingdom of God is closer than your toughest temptation it's closer than the than the lies that you believe in your head the kingdom of God is at hand it's within it's within you why don't we stand and then we're going uh, to worship. We're going to have a couple more songs. Um, please, please, please feel free to stay, to go, to be yourself. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a time of prayer now. Um, we'll pray for anyone, for anything. And so if you would like prayer, we're just going to open this up. Uh, it might be, um, just as you've heard, um, uh, sorry, forgive me, uh, Gareth's dad's name. Uh, uh, Lou. Lou. Just as you heard Lou's story about his family members and his sons uh, that have come to faith, it might be that you want to you want to partner with someone in prayer for your family, and uh, you want us to partner with you. And that 2018 will be a time where you can get on your knees and pray for those those around us. Tomorrow we start a uh, we start we launch our house of prayer. Um, it's amazing. Uh, so it's going to be in our store base. Check out our website, ballonvineyard.org slash pray and um, sign up Sign up to that. Um, we, we're full for the next couple of days. So uh, we're doing a 14-hour, 30-day uh, month of prayer. So from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, every day we're going to have a time of time of prayer so you can sign up online you can have your own slot you can join, join in with others in the in the evenings we'll have every every evening we'll have a session dedicated to a particular theme on prayer so whether it's justice, whether it's family, whether it's workplace, whether it's uh, praying for London praying for the city, whether it's praying for people in education, we'll, we'll have separate times where you can pray so have a look on our, on our website for that but um, why don't you come? Why don't you come down now if you would like prayer? Uh, the offering baskets will also go round uh, during our worship time. But we would love to pray for you. If you're sick, maybe you've got ear problems like Mr. Singh. We believe in a God of miracles. So, so come down now, and we we would love to pray for you.